0: Last week, I went on a one-day trip to do something good for myself. I talked about these plans in episode 7, if you want to go back and have a listen. I had tons of butterflies, and it was a bit difficult for me to leave home. I had to work on myself not to uncontrollably burst into tears several times during my travel. But I managed to go through with it, without soaking myself in tears. The weather conditions at my destination were not the best I could have asked for. On the train going from the airport to the city, they used the words We're sorry for the delay due to the extreme weather conditions. Personally, <laughs> I wouldn't call it extreme, but a blizzard in a larger city usually entails a bit of chaos. Anyways, I got to my meeting which was with a wonderful mindset and mental coach for entrepreneurs called Helena Nilsson, And to be clear, this is not a paid partnership. I just love her and what she does. And if anyone is interested in starting their own business or already have their own business and need some help and motivation to lift it to the next level, Helena is your person. For any Scandinavian entrepreneurs interested, you'll find a link in the show notes. And I guess for anyone else interested, just contact her. I'm sure she'll welcome you with open arms. So, back to the story. We had our meeting, and I didn't check my phone or any news during that time. By the time we had finished, the blizzard had been going on for hours, making the train stop, the airport close, and the only way of transportation from the city to the airport was by bus or taxi. I went together with three other people to take a taxi. We got in the taxi line with hundreds of other people who were also going to the airport. While snailing our way forward, we discussed back and forth whether it was better to wait for the trains to start running or jump in a taxi, which, under these conditions, could take nearly two hours to get to the airport, versus under 30 minutes by train. Also, rush hour was about to start, making the wait for the train feel preferable, despite being quite cold outside. I, along with two of the other three, stayed back to wait for the train. We'd been told they might start running in half an hour. That proved to be the lesser smart choice. (laughs) When the half hour was over, we got the message that it would take at least another hour for the train to be able to go. So, back into the taxi line we went. At this point I was wearing all the clothes I had brought with me, and I was getting increasingly cold. When it was our turn to jump in the taxi, I went for it. My flight had thankfully already gotten a new time, but I needed more delay to be able to make it. So while in the taxi I waited and hoped for new messages about further delays. After more than one and a half hour, we arrived at the airport, five minutes before my new flight time. I went through the security checkpoint, shoving all my belongings back into my backpack and ran towards my gate. My plane would have taken off already at this point, but I had to try. In a clear moment, I checked my phone. And can you believe it? My flight had been delayed even more, and I made it. I didn't even have to run. Despite the extreme weather conditions and making the initial wrong choice about transportation, I actually made it. And the weirdest thing for me was that I kept surprisingly and unusually cool and collected during this whole thriller of an afternoon. Normally, I would silently panic and maybe even give up. Maybe I'm handling things better now. Maybe Helena had a calming effect on me. Or maybe a mix of both. I'm just so grateful I made it home that same evening. I know a lot of people didn't get to where they were going that day. I'm sending my heartfelt thanks to our excellent taxi driver, Muhammad for taking us safely to the airport, and to the universe for aligning stuff in my favor so that I got back home to my family. I'm Solveig, and I'm so happy that you're here with me. It's 2024, a new year. (laughs) I really hope it will be a good one for both you and me. As years have come and gone, I've become less and less fan of all the hype around the beginning of the year, and now's your chance to make the best year of your life, and I'm going to start this or stop doing that, and so on. It stresses me out. Believe me. I get that exciting and good feeling a new year can bring with new beginnings and a mindset that you can start with a clean slate. What I don't really get is why a beginning can't just be when you become aware that you want something new to happen or to change something, regardless of what time of year it is. Why are we upping the expectations so much around new years? creating so much fuss and kind of setting ourselves up to fail because we go in with an all-or-nothing attitude to this new goal for the year. I think most people are aware that lots and lots of new year resolutions fall through. Maybe it's the way we set our goals, and that we want and expect results right away or as soon as possible. Maybe we feel like it's something magical about a new year that makes us believe that we can do anything in no time. And as the days go by, the magic gradually disappears. Maybe we go about our goals in a way that aren't aligned with us. Setting goals out of what we think we should be doing, maybe even what we think others expect us to do or be, but not out of our true selves and what's truly important to us. Sounds familiar? If you've listened to earlier episodes of this podcast, you know that this would be typical for the previous versions of me. Speaking for myself, having set numerous unrealistic New Year resolutions throughout the years, uh, which, by the way, I guess all fell through, (laughs) I think it's a mixture of things. I think societal expectations and norms and how we've been conditioned definitely play a part. And I think how the human brain works, the psychology behind behavior and motivation, is also important in why the classical hairy goals set for a new year fades out and people fall back into old habits and patterns after just weeks. And thinking these things made me curious. Why is goal setting so easy, and especially when a new year is approaching? And why do many manage to go at them so positively and vigorously when a new year starts, but then fizzle out some weeks later? Why do we wait to do something until a Monday or the beginning of a month, instead of just begin the moment we think we should make a change? I do this all the time, Especially, (laughs) especially with the classic new year resolutions, nutrition and physical workouts. Let's say it's Saturday evening. I've had chocolate just about every day throughout the week and the weeks before. (laughs) And I've generally been sloppy with eating healthily. And I'm lying on the sofa full of food and chocolate and crisps and candy. And I don't feel well. So I tell myself and often I tell my partner as well that starting next week I will not have any junk before Saturday. And I will start working out again. But it's still one and a half day until Monday. Hmm, Am I just going to go crazy on everything that's going to be off limits from Monday before Monday comes? (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. I'm basically letting myself self-destruct for one more day because it somehow is more convenient and feels easier to start on a Monday. Why does my brain work like that? For now, I'm just going to dip my toe into the pool that is human behavior to see if I can understand this a bit better and why my usual New Year resolutions don't stick. And then I'll tell you about what I'm doing instead. So it seems the fresh start effect, a phenomenon where a temporal landmark like a New Year, a Monday, the first of a month, or your birthday, for instance, really ups the motivation for change and the feeling that you can accomplish your goals. A temporal landmark has the effect that you can separate your past from your future, your imperfections and failures from your successes to come, and the new version of yourself. Thinking about this in the context of my own life, I figure that the magic around the beginning of a new year is something I want to hold on to. But for me, it's how I go about my goals that's setting me up to fail. The all-or-nothing attitude. The self-inflicted pressure I allow to get to my head. The negative mindset towards myself, my lack of capabilities and my inability to change It's the thought that I have to perform and attain my goals as soon as possible, and more dangerously, that I'm not allowed to fail. I feel like I need to nail it right away, and if I don't, I might as well give up. That was the old me. The one that never managed to reach any of the new year resolutions or goals set to become a better version of herself. The one that beat herself up for the smallest things, and that spoke to herself not from a place of love, understanding and support, but from self-hate, prejudice and disgust. Instead of thinking that failure and adversity gave opportunity to learn and grow, I saw that as proof that I sucked, and that I didn't have what it took. And a lot of the time I still think like this as default. But now I know that I can't really expect to truly learn and evolve unless I fail, get curious and reflect on how I can try something different next time. So every time I become aware that I autopilot myself into negative self-talk, I try to remind myself that that has never helped me and that I need to go about it in a different way leading myself back to my new path of self-love. And this is so hard though, (laughs) changing these set behaviours and patterns. If you can figure out why changing your behaviour or reaching a goal is hard for you, it might be a bit easier to get started on that change or moving towards your goal. Does it require you to attain new skills and knowledge? Or do you have that, but lack motivation and willpower to do the work? For me, it's often a combination of those. I've probably mentioned it several times in previous episodes, but linking your goals to your values can definitely make it easier to work towards reaching them. If you have a strong enough why, it will be easier to motivate yourself to do the work even on the days that aren't temporal landmarks. Also. Another tip here is to focus on one goal at a time. The human brain isn't able to focus on several things at once. Multitasking is kind of bullshit, at least as I see it. The focus just jumps from one thing to the next, and the consequence is usually a bad compromise at best, and a tired mind. When going at your goals, it might be beneficial to break it down into smaller ones. To start small is good, because it's easier to attain small goals. And once you've attained a goal, no matter how small, you have showed yourself that you are able to do it. That might both increase motivation to keep going and increase your confidence in yourself and your ability to accomplish things. Then you can move on to your next small goal. At least for me, even though my main goal is a big hairy one, you know, (laughs) self-love, I work on doing those small everyday things that moves me in the right direction, setting the bar low and then working myself very gradually upwards. And for me, it really helps noticing that I, for instance, respond differently to something that previously would have set off an entirely different and unwanted reaction. To take the time to notice that all the work pays off, even though it might be hard to see while in the midst of things. I feel like this is especially important when your goal isn't directly measurable and straightforward to compare to your starting point. Self-development, for example, might be difficult to keep track on because the changes are subtle and gradual. Another thing when changing a habit, which I guess will be kind of the same as changing a behavior is that it's recommended to couple the new desired habit or behavior (laughs) with a good enough reward so that you associate it with something positive. And this makes a lot of sense, because of course you'd like to continue doing something that rewards you and feels good. That's also why it can feel hard to change set habits and behaviors, because those old patterns are rewarding you in some kind of way, even if they in general might be bad for you. Experts and researchers are debating how long it takes to change a habit. not debating, but they're not agreeing. (laughs) But in general, I think the literature is pointing towards a little over two months. I try not to get hung up in numbers because I know my brain well enough and I can easily conclude that I'm not able to change a habit once I'm past that timeline and the habit seemingly hasn't stuck. What I do instead is to think that it can and probably will take a long time, and the most important thing I can do if I really want to change is to keep going. Eventually, it will stick. I try and avoid thinking there's a magic timeline where everything will be easy after reaching that. Some weeks back when I was on the treadmill, something cool came up for me. And I'm not mentioning the treadmill to boast about getting active. It has a purpose. I'll come back to that in a bit. So I realized that I haven't been working out consistently for years. It's only been occasionally. And I started thinking that doing this for myself is good in so many ways. The obvious are physically, and I guess most people also know it's good for the mental health to get active. But did you know that when moving your body, you're also accessing something else in your brain by the alter of brainwave frequency that happens during physical activity? That's why I mentioned the treadmill. For example, you can feel more creative and ideas and new thoughts may pop up. There's a whole science to this and I'm not at all educated within it. I've just heard and read a tiny bit about this before and I won't go into this now. But I've been curious about it and experienced it several times, and this time I got a different kind of download and sort of a new revelation that's made my mindset shift a bit. So back to my thoughts while on the treadmill. I want to change a lot of things, habits and behaviors at the same time. (laughs) And I know I can't do it all at once. But then it hit me. I don't need to actively change all the kind of physical stuff like workout, nutrition, sleep and so on. The most important thing to actively change is my mindset. If I can shift my mindset from I need to change all these things about myself to I want to love myself. And therefore I make good choices for me then a lot of things will be more important for me to change. The source of motivation will come from within rather than from outside. And I know I've sort of said something similar before, but the cool thing now is that I have a different awareness about it. It's easy to get hung up on the small stuff. I need to zoom out and remember my real goal, self-love. And by truly loving myself, and hence prioritizing myself, I will increasingly make better choices for me. Like eating mainly healthily and consciously, and by working out or moving my body a bit every day. Like going to bed in a reasonable time because I care about myself and I know how crucial sleep is for me. Like pausing when I'm stressed to actually listen to my body and do what feels right and good in the moment – not just move on with chores or something else and suppress whatever feelings and sensations I have. I've started to think less about the details, and rather ask myself, is this serving me? When faced with cravings towards old habits and behaviours, I try and get curious, and to meet myself from a place of love instead of shame. And I try to think, what would future me be grateful for me doing for myself today? And pairing these questions and thoughts with my goals and my values actually make the choices a bit easier already. So what I'm doing instead of making a classical new year resolution is to not stress about the new year and just keep on what I'm doing trusting in the process, and that all the work, all the small steps, and all the new awarenesses eventually will take me where I want to go. I'm choosing not to try any shortcuts or tempting miracle cures or trends. I know what I'm doing works. And even though the changes don't necessarily happen fast, I know this way is better because I'm treading these new neural pathways. One step at a time. By continuing doing that, in time the pathways will be more like highways. And what I'm struggling with and working on today will be easier. I have my hairy goals. To love myself. And through loving myself, being able to show up for my family, friends and others in the way I want. To be able to prioritize myself without forcing it, and feeling guilty about it. To trust in myself and my intuition. The cool thing about self-development is that as you develop, you'll continually expand your awareness, and you'll start seeing things in different ways than you did before. You'll be able to make helpful connections, like the one I made while on the treadmill, It's easy to know about all the changes you feel like you should do in your life, what would be good for you. It's something else entirely to actually go through with the changes. It takes work and it takes time. But by finding a strong why that's aligned with your values can help a lot on the journey towards reaching your goals. At least that's something I believe. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me. If you liked this or found it inspiring or helpful, please follow, subscribe, rate or review, or all of it. It helps a lot, or so I'm told. I would also be forever grateful if you would recommend it to a friend. And before I go, I want you to remember something I easily forget. You're worthy you're lovable, you matter, just as you are. So until next time, sending you lots of love.